Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, I just saw this tweet from the official at Mitch Finley account. <laughs> says, is Nick Sirianni a douche? Does B-Mitch sound terrible? We will ask Barstool Nate right now on B-Mitch Finley. <laughs> Nick uh, is a douche, yes. <laughs> B-Mitch does not sound terrible. Our guy Barstool Nate joins us via the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. Nate Dog, what's going on, man? How are you, buddy? Hello, my friends. How is the West Coast or Southwest? I'm not sure what they call themselves out there. I don't either. It, it's definitely southwest. It's not the coast because there's no ocean in sight. There's no ocean. But it's, the, not, it's, a, it's a, a mountain right outside of our house. Yeah, the, the sun's coming up. It's getting warm. Um, it's good, man. I'm curious. Uh, I, I want you to answer our first question. Is Nick Sirianni a douche? Yes. It's a complicated question, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he's good. He's he, clearly good. He shows personality, which... You know, we a coach shows personality. We call them a douche. A coach doesn't show personality. We say, why is this guy such a robot? Blah, 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 blah. Um, I would say he's figuring it out. I think he has douche tendencies and, uh, <laughs> and certain, he has certain characteristics of a douche, but he's not 100% a douche. Now, Compared to other NFL Let's start saying tool for the record. Let's, we're all going to yeah. say tool instead of instead of the other word. Instead of the D word? God, yeah. Not my America. Uh, <laughs> I, I Compared to other NFL head coaches, yeah, he, he's further along on the tool spectrum than most. But I, I, at the end of the day, you know, you like a coach with personality. He's a young guy. He's 41. He's still figuring it out. He's in the Super Bowl, so I think we have to give him a pass. He cannot act how he acts if he was a bad coach on a losing team, but he has earned a little bit of a pass because he's in the Super Bowl. I, I agree with I, that. I, like, I, I just think he's making everything about him. Yeah, and I can't stand coaches like now, that. Now, yes, he could go off the deep end. There, There's always an inflection point with this type of person. Like, J.J. Watt went way too far and he became, like, he went from endearing to just the most annoying worst of all time, and then he circled back, and he, he backpedaled, and now he's good again. Sirianni could toe that line a little bit, but if he wins the Super Bowl, he's already in the Super Bowl, and if he just stays how he is, I think he's okay. But I understand what you're saying, B-Mitch. There, there's definitely a fine line that he's walking. Yeah. Well, I remember, it, that's a great kind of call with the J.J. Watt thing, because remember... 
I don't know if it was a 30 for 30 or what, but, like, the, he let cameras in to work out with him, and there was that – I don't know what song it is. Fort Minor, I don't know what on, so- man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that song. Chill, chill, what that song? Remember, and he was, like, rapping it, for, for lack of a better word. Yeah, while and, flipping tires. Right, and it was just, like, the lamest thing ever. And, and you're so correct that – Oh, he's him. <laughs> for now, that Sirianni is in the Super Bowl, so he gets a little leeway to kind of be braggadocious. But, dude, I go back to when he just, like, out of nowhere – decided to take shots at Art Monk and Daryl Green. And that's when I made my decision. Because, dude, those are two of the classiest, most like high-road type players. And he just you decided know, to that's why he took get a his shot at them. On. It was odd. He wouldn't take a shot at a person like me because I walked right into Philly and slapped the, the living hell out of him. <laughs> Daryl and Art, well, they're not going to say a word to him, but People know who Art probably is unaware that it even happened. Daryl, too. They don't care. But it's like he wouldn't say something about a person who would step to his face and slap the hell out of him, which I would probably do. Well, I bet he won't talk about you. Um, Nate, uh, one more on the Super Bowl. What do you make? I heard Nick Cerrone doesn't think Beamett should be in the Hall of Fame. That's something I heard him say. uh Uh-oh. And I think Nick Cerrone should kiss my, you know. Um, I heard him say it. Mm. Nate Dog, um, let, let's get let's get to Commander's World. What do yeah. you make of seemingly them waiting for Bienemy and Bienemy saying he he hasn't interviewed for any offense coordinator positions, and right now he's only interviewed for the Colts, and that it went well. Uh, he has bigger things to plan for right now. Um, I. I don't make much of it. it. It is weird that we don't have an offensive coordinator. I appreciate them taking their time and not, you know, jumping the gun and, and waiting to interview him. But uh, I don't know. We, uh, what, what, can, what can we really say about that? Uh, we, we don't have any of the details. We don't even know if he wants to come to Washington. We don't even know if he's going to take an interview in Washington. So it, it's just – I don't know. I, I don't have much thoughts on it, I guess. Let's, I mean, I think the whole thing is he has to say the things he needs to say uh, and keep everybody interested just in case. I mean, ultimately, yeah. I think he's, he's in a position where, look, I want to be head coach. And you can't say, well, I don't care about offense coordinator because then those people won't wait for you anymore. Yeah, but if, he, I, if the he head has, coach he thing falls through, then he – Huh? You know – he has a game on Sunday. It's kind of important, so I, I don't blame yeah. him for you know not speaking on it. He he has bigger fish to fry. There you go. Hundred chips, Nate. For put put them on who's going to be the next offensive coordinator between the enemy, the enemy, Anthony Lynn, and then kind of the rest of the dudes: Pat Shermer, Zampezi, London, Studesville. Who, who do you think? I was going to say, it's kind of a good thing that Shermer hasn't been hired yet because we all thought that was inevitable because he's Ron's boy and, you know, he was one of those early interviews and he's been in the league forever and it's just it would make perfect sense to hire a retread like him. I still wouldn't be shocked if he's hired, if he's the favorite. Also wouldn't shock me if you know, some guy that we've never even heard of gets, like, some interview, some quarterback coach or something from – I don't know, 
throw a dart at the map. Uh, um, now, that would shock the hell out of me right there, Nate. What's that? <laughs> if they hire somebody we never heard of, that would shock the hell out of me right there. Yeah, but you're yeah, saying just get an interview, right? They, Ron loves listening to the media and seeing what people are saying and then, you know, following that later. You know, he, he, it's never his idea. He goes, oh, people think that way. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll follow that guy. Uh, uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's the thing I want to do. So <laughs> it might – nothing, nothing shocks me that Ron I, – I hate that I, I don't hate it, but I always end up just like – coming down hard on Ron and just like, just a hand. I, I just don't like anything about how he runs, you know, coaching or player personnel or now this uh, offensive coordinator situation. I just feel he does everything backwards and everything wrong. So it, nothing really would shock me with who he hires. It, I Maybe he was about to hire one of these retreads until he saw everybody didn't want it. And then he's like, whoa, let's not do that. So who knows what goes through his mind. He might name himself off, offensive coordinator for all we know. It's just nothing. I would love nothing, to see that. I mean, nothing shocks me with him. I, I really cannot. I, I, hold on. I want, to put it, I want to put it on the record. I would be shocked if he named himself offensive coordinator. <laughs> I, want, I, would, I want to see that, I would, Nate. I would, we um, would look at it and go, yeah, that makes sense. That, that, that makes sense to me. He just it, Ron is a weirdo, but uh, I, I, I don't know where to put those chips. I, I just want to be happy with what the final decision is. And maybe that's why they are waiting until after the Super Bowl, which that I think that's a very good sign, and people should be very happy that we have not hired an offensive coordinator yet. Um, I agree. I, I think they've got a. They're going to interview Bieniemy next week, assuming yeah. he doesn't get the head coaching job with the Colts. There's only two head coaching jobs left, so it's Cardinals and Colts. So uh, you know it's kind of going to figure the Cardinals itself out. Is just a. It's crazy how bad that situation has turned out to be if Kyler is as miserable to coach as everybody says that he is. Like you well, would dude, thought, now he's out. He's probably out for the year, but he's definitely out until Thanksgiving. Yeah, he's out for a long time. It's still I mean, it's still his team though. You know, he's still the quarterback of that team when he's healthy. So it's, You think you, know, you think the Colts is a better job than the Cardinals? B and I were debating this the other day. I, I, I'm not I don't know that I have an answer, but I, I think it's a pretty interesting question. It's a very interesting question because if it all comes down to if Kyler is uncoachable, then anywhere is a better situation because if you can't coach your quarterback and your quarterback is Kyler, who is not the most, you know, uh, traditional QB and he needs coaching and the whole he'd rather play video games than study the playbook thing, which turned out to be true, uh, then, yeah, I think the Colts is – remarkably a better head coaching stop than uh than the Cardinals, yeah. Yeah, if you have a little kid who's yeah. your quarterback who's making thirty, forty million dollars. Yep. That has to be a tough ass job right there. What do you think and I wanted to ask you this also, um I might start with you on this, Brian. Sean Payton gets the job in Denver. Immediately makes it clear that he's not putting up with Russell Wilson being an alien anymore. Yep. What did you make of that, and how hard is it to follow through with that? I think when I think he's supposed to be making like eighteen million a year, something like that. When the coach is making that much Sean money, Payton, yeah, yeah. When a coach makes that amount of money, then he has the right to say and feel like he wants. Because I think what happens in this day and age, players are making so much money, and coaches aren't making it. They feel like they can do whatever they want. When a coach gets the respect, like Sean will be getting, I think he now is back on top. Like a, a college coach has that, that, that audacity to be able to do what they want to do. That's what Sean is now. 
Russell has to fall in line. No, you're not going to bring your damn your team in here. If you want your team to be somewhere, build them a damn uh, office building. Nate Dog, what about you, man? You think uh, Russ Wilson can be rescued? If someone can do it, I guess it's Sean Payton. I I always find it crazy to pay a coach that much, and you know, just and then not you. If you pay him that much, sorry that I can't speak for a second there. If you pay him that much, kind of what Beamer says, anything he says goes. Like there's there's no. I mean, but Russ is still making more money. He's making more money, but I think you don't pay a coach that much to not. He's making more than any other coach has ever made, which says that okay, that coach right there. He has authority over everything. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the ultimate thing where you cannot allow the coach to lose that cachet. Yeah, and, I, man, more and more, I think Pete Carroll might have known what he was doing. We'll see. We'll see how it goes in Denver. And, and maybe Sean Payton, as the, the, the people side and the offensive mind, can get that thing back and cook it. I, hey, I have a question real quick. Okay. Real quick, and I think there's going to be a big topic of conversation for the next couple months. Would the Bears be crazy not to take a quarterback first overall? Yes. I think they're going to trade the pick. They're going to try for sure to trade the pick, and it should be tradable. I mean, especially with the Texans needing a quarterback at two. But if the Bears stay at one, can they go defensive tackle? Or would that just be crazy? Or go Will Anderson? I, I think the Bears... The Bears are in a position where they have a quarterback that they feel they can build, and they can they can they can get so much for that pick, and still keep moving forward. I, I really believe that you know Fields show what he's capable of down the stretch, and I think when what what they can get for the pick is going to also give them a chance to boost them, uh, in the right direction. They go get a pick. Let's be real. We've all said this every year about how great quarterbacks are coming out of college. How many times have we seen the number one pick, number two, number three, whatever pick quarterback, come out and they stink up the joint? Mm-hmm. Right now they have a quarterback who they've had under their wing already. They see him making a step, and they can still get extra picks. That's the best yeah, situation I, to be in. You go, I, I, you go and just keep think, that pick, and you can screw it up. I think – Number their their top priority should be to trade the pick and accumulate more picks. But if they yeah. sit at one, I I I don't know what you do. If if <laughs> sitting at one, I think is the biggest mistake they can make, especially yeah. with you know the Texans needed a quarterback at two. I think it's going to be a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating next couple of months, all based around what the Bears can get and who is like the team. What they to need trade to do by. is reach I think, out. I think they need to reach out to you, JP, or whoever else and start saying about all these teams that are trying to move up to get this pick to make the uh, Houston Texans say, hey, we got to move up there. We, we got to make a, a, trade, a trade with them. Because ultimately, oh, right now, if, yeah. if, if you don't start <laughs> discussing, if they don't get people to start thinking that someone is trying to come in front of Houston, they're going to be screwed. What was, the, what was the big story you broke, Nate? Was it Adrian Peterson signing with the Skins? There was a... There was a stretch of time where you had a bunch of scoops. I had an insider in the front office, and I don't know what happened to him. I think, like, they drowned him in the ocean when they found out he was (laughs) sleeping. But I had uh, had Adrian Peterson before anybody, and I didn't tweet it because I I didn't. That was the first scoop I ever got from this guy, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is, so I'm not going to run with it. And it was right. And then he gave me, is it, who is it, Paul Richardson? 
And, yeah, uh, Paul Richardson. And who did we? Uh, Case Keenum. I, all three of those I got before anybody. And then poof. Don't worry about that, Nate. I gave somebody some information, and he didn't use it either. Who, me? Yeah. When? When Ron went, don't bring that word up. You could have just <laughs> shut him down right then. Oh, there. The you sur- already knew. The great surgery You knew the surgery had already happened. Um, <clears throat> Nate Dog, I don't know how we've been talking this long, and I haven't brought this up yet. We're talking with our friend Barstool Nate here on the BetQL guest line. You can check him out on Twitter and Instagram, at Barstool Nate. Read his content, at Barstool Sports. Dan Snyder's Potomac Mansion is on Zillow. And I heard that you were buying it. I'm trying. I, I, I said I want to buy it. You know in uh, Forrest Gump when Forrest gets rich off Apple stock and then he buys Jenny's childhood home and then he bulldozes it? That's what I want to do to Dan Snyder's house. I think that's the only way that we can forever get rid of his stink and the Dan Snyder curse and everything bad that he's ever done to us. It's that or we sink his yacht. And I think sinking the yacht is harder to do <laughs> than bulldozing the house. Uh, also, he lives on his yacht, so then I think there would be some sort of like murder charge mixed in, which I just don't have time for right now. So yeah, I think that. all we can do is we can start a GoFundMe. How hard could it possibly be to raise $49 million to bulldoze Dan Snyder's house? I, everybody listening <laughs> right now pitches in $1. We'll have <laughs> I that guarantee money. you, Rev, if you said that, that is people are going to do that, I guarantee you get that in no time. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> people will be go fund me like hell to get that done um they i bet in the you, house we'll do it in it, double time if you didn't have to pay new york apartment rent for like two months you could probably buy dan's house brother don't even get me started on the the hell sorry i don't know if we're allowed to say that word but the tool that i've been going through uh with my new york city apartment i thought you moved wide. and everything's cool new york now city. What's that? I thought you moved and everything's okay now. Yeah, but I, I mean, my my rent is seven times Beamish's mortgage, and Beamish has a mansion and a pool house and, you know, 50 acres of land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what y'all get for wanting to live in New York City. Um, yeah. Last one. It is. You got we, a, a bathroom and you got to pay like a house. We heard for a long time <laughs> that after the Super Bowl is when things are going to get moving for the sale. Uh, well, we're now, you know, five days away or whatever from the Super Bowl. It's Super Bowl week. The whole NFL world is out here in Arizona. Are you still feeling quite confident this thing's getting sold? Man, I knew you were going to ask this dumb question, JP. I think you do it to trigger me. I'm almost positive that you know what you're doing and you do it to trigger me. You, it's you almost know like I'm, I'm good say. at this, Nate. I need everybody <laughs> listening to throw an egg at JP's car if he ever brings up the, the, the question of if this team is being sold or not. Hold on. How nervous are you that this is your reaction to an incredibly simple question, just that the timeline is now where it's supposed to get to? The timeline is here, Nate. They have to the Super Bowl, I, I'm not man. doing anything wrong. We got seven more days. That's it. The team's being sold sooner than later. We will not have Dan Snyder anymore. He lives in England. He's, he's off in Hogwarts and Harry Potter world. He's, he's the bad guy. <laughs> like, that's what Dan Snyder's doing. He doesn't just he crush will and not fish and own chips. this football oh, team. Boy. By, by kickoff in September, he will not be the owner anymore. No matter how many times you open the phone lines and ask people how nervous they are about it at, at, on 
For the but record, then, I'm the one that reported that it would be done sooner than later and that it should be done in March. So I'm going to start reporting you, stuff, too. I'm going to start reporting stuff. Your grumpiness is misguided. Tomorrow. You sound nervous. <laughs> I'm, no, you're, now you're Jay Williams and me. I'm not falling for any of your little tricks. <laughs> B, did you see that video yesterday of, of uh, Stephen A. and Jay Williams? No. We might have to play that for you because I'd love you your reaction it. to it. Um, oh, I, I'm, I will, I'm going to tune in online at 1067thefan.com and listen to Beamish's reaction to that video. Um, what was your reaction? I, it sounded to me that Jay Williams said something in the break that he wouldn't say on air, and Stephen A. was calling him out on it. Uh, Jay Williams did that tactic that I hate when you go, oh, you're mad, oh, you're emotional. Like They're reacting to a situation. I hate that stuff. And I, Jay Williams did the most antagonizing, most annoying thing anyone can do. And Stephen Smith is the man. Like, he is, he's gone from just being, you know, just loud and yelling. And I really like Stephen A. Smith. And he's usually right about most things he's he says He's an artist. About. And Jay Williams was just as annoying as possible. And he goes, oh, so now you're triggered? And Stephen A.'s like, we're talking about, you know, an emotional subject. Like, yeah, I'm being passionate about it. That's kind of what we're on TV to do. So, yeah, I, I 1 billion percent agree with uh, Stephen A. there, and Jay is just very, very frustrating. I can't imagine trying to have a conversation about anything with someone like that. Nate Dog, we always appreciate your time. All right, Nate. Thank you, buddy. The team is being sold. Nobody listened to JP. Don't like I'm the one reporting it. You to call in. I'm the one reporting it, Nate. Nobody listened to Nate. He he pay, is, it's going to be sold in 2024. He pays four grand a month in rent. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> Now, when we come back, there's a couple clips, one that we both need to hear, but two that you need to hear. We need to hear from Giant Safety Julian Love talking about Nick Sirianni, and Brian Mitchell needs to hear the Stephen A. J. Williams spat. Don't go anywhere. You listen to me. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. B. Mitch and Finley, 1067 The Fan. Make sure you're following along on social media. You can follow... The show at B. Mitchell Finley. You can follow Brian at B. Mitch Live NBCS or give me a follow at J.P. Finley NBCS. Uh, some news going on with the Orioles. I still can't figure out what the hell is going on in Baltimore. And They're fighting. How family, that, family spat. Family feud. Rich, rich people stuff. Yeah, man. Serious yeah. rich people stuff. Um, there's two things I want you to hear. One of them I've heard, and I think I, think I know who you're going to – side with but the other i haven't heard yet but i i want to circle back to our earlier conversation and i've been kind of torn on nick sirianni eagles head coach i think it's important to point out that as a head coach the results are very very good that he made the playoffs yeah the first year after that wacky <laughs> flowers have to grow speech that he gave yeah, he he was a little weird yeah um but i mean as a head coach he is he seems. I mean, he does the one thing that most that coaches don't understand. It's not about coming in and trying to be a tough ass. It's about coming in and making sure that people buy what you're selling. He's twenty three and eleven in two years, and he's got yeah. his team in the Super Bowl. So, so they buy. They right. buy what he's selling. And dude, he's young. He is. Who do you think's older, me or Nick Sirianni? Uh. You look older, <laughs> and uh, you probably are about a year. I'm younger. You're younger? He's born in June of 81. I'm September of 81. Hey, he's cuter than you, too. Cool. Um, <laughs> Giants safety Julian Love is a young player that I actually really like. I think he is. He talks a lot, though. Definitely. This is not the first time he's batting and saying something crazy. But he's a, he's a smart player. Like, he's an intuitive <laughs> player. Um, Notre Dame guy. Julian Love, I think this was via Good Morning Football. Landfill, correct me if I'm wrong on that. But Julian Love, Giants safety. And keep in mind, the Giants went 1-2 this year against the Eagles, including two absolute ass kickings. This is Julian Love, Giants safety, on Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. You know, he's a guy who really is doing a good job because he's not getting his in the way of his team. He has an experienced roster uh, from top to bottom, offense, defense. You see this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player and that guy's doing that? I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's, he's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team and they can succeed. <laughs> that's, 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 that's how. 
see, free ride is pretty strong. That's where I totally disagree with, with, with people like that. And, and, you know, I've had this conversation with you. People think – Forgive me, the Giants were 0-3 this year against you. When, you. when you have a talented roster, people think that's easy to deal with. We talk about asses, okay? When you got guys that are very good and everybody think I'm the guy, it's hard as hell to deal with those emotions, those egos. You get what I'm saying? So for Nick Sirianni to get those guys, they that team being so talented, they have seemed to to to, to buy into what every coach wants. I'm going to get rid of self and work for team. He's been able to do that with that talented of a roster. He doesn't have guys trying to go out there and promote themselves. So that's not a free ride. That's a coach that has guys buying into team, buying into let's let's be less of me and more of us. So when you get that going, that that coach is good. You know what I'm saying? If he had a bunch of no-name guys on the team, he can easily walk in and threaten somebody and they'll do everything he needs to do. Not to mention veteran players. That's what I'm saying. Dude, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, um, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, even A.J. Brown when, is when in that his team, fifth year. When I, they won the game. Fletcher Cox. That's what I'm saying. When they won the game to go to the Super Bowl, did you see the reactions of those players? See, I don't like comparing guys to like Joe was. But when you sit there and you watch guys who – Every guy to a man is talking about the other guy, giving credit to somebody else. You have to give some level of credit to the coach. I thought Nick Sirianni, when he first got hired, was the dumbest SOB I've I mean, seen in my life. that presser was a train wreck. But since then, I watched the reaction of the guys to him. They, that dude has total respect of his team. He seems to be a guy who brings himself down to their levels, to be able to say, look, come to my door when you want me. Let's talk about it. We are all in this together. The man doesn't separate himself like a lot of coaches do. We have a lot of coaches in the NFL who try to act like it's all about them. It's not about them. So when you get a guy on another – this is the thing about love. They beat you three times, dude. You're saying you're saying it's all about the coach. Ass okay? twice, you're including saying, in the playoffs. You're saying, oh, they just got talent. That's why they beat us. So, in other words, you're saying that your coach don't have enough talent? Dude, I'm just going through this. I, I think when you talk about the Eagles especially, I'm not sure. And I, I have interacted with him very, very briefly. You might know him personally. I don't know Howie Roseman at mm -hmm. all, but you got to really tip your cap to that dude because he was there with Andy. Then Chip Kelly kind of ran him out. He was able to get back in charge. And I think you give that credit to Jeff Lurie. And the reason I said the is owner. Jeff Lurie knew who he trusted, and he made sure he kept trusting the guys that he believed in. He didn't let the coach come in and change his mindset. He did with Chip, but then he got rid of Chip. He, when Chip started to change stuff, Jeff said, I'm getting rid of Chip. And then he brought his guys back. 
And I think when you look at, like, we always talk about top down. And I think I have been around Jeff long enough to understand that Jeff is a winner in his mindset. He, he likes to hire people and let them do their job. That's why you see Howie, when, when you allow a guy to come in with a mindset and begin to implement it, you have to allow him the stumbles. And Howie went through some of that. Right now, though, <laughs> dude's perfect. He's been hitting home runs. Well, and you talk about culture. And it, it, Landfill, I, I don't know if you heard what Beamich said there, but he said it starts with the owner who – allows people to do their jobs and makes good decisions. Amazing what good ownership can do. <laughs> but um, our guy Ruben that covers the Eagles for NBC Sports Washington. Frank? Yeah. I mean, he was covering the Eagles when you were playing there. Mm-hmm. He calls, He's old, man. I think he calls them the core four. Listen to this. Listen to this type of longevity, right? Jason Kelsey was an Eagles sixth-round pick in 2011. Think about that. Dude, Fletcher Cox, uh, Brandon Graham, Eagles first rounder in 2010. Fletcher Cox. It's 2023. Eagles first rounder. They're still there. Eagles first rounder in 2012 is Fletcher Cox. Lane Johnson, Eagles first rounder in 2013. You have that level of continuity. You have four players on your team for a decade that have experienced highs and lows, a Mm -hmm. Super Bowl win, get back to it. A six-round pick who could be the overall leader of the whole squad. Think about that. A six-round pick. In his 13th season. 13th season. Who can be the overall leader of that whole damn football team? And why? Because they stuck with him. They saw something in a six-round pick to say we need – we always talk about quarterbacks. The center is probably as important as the quarterback. Okay, and all the stuff that they do on that football team, that center is definitely vitally important. But they didn't act like, well, we got to get a first rounder. A six round pick is the anchor of your whole offensive line. 2011. What, what do people say about the offensive line? The, the Philadelphia Eagles line, one of the Be- best, best in the in league. Best football, right. Them are the Chiefs. And really. they are led by a six rounder. Says a lot, man. So, I mean, I just think that. And then of those guys I named, Kelsey played 17 games, Brandon Graham, 17 games, Fletcher Cox, 17 games, and Lane Johnson got hurt late, sat out a couple games so he could come back and play through a torn ab in the playoffs. Hey, bro. They've they've built. Listen, I hate. They are selfless. I want to be clear about something. I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm -hmm. Hate them. But you have to to respect. respect them. Totally. You have to respect the fact that they are a selfless bunch of guys. Now, what's the opposite of selfless? That would be selfish. Mm-hmm. You got to hear, I cannot wait for your reaction to Jay Williams and Stephen A. Smith. Don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and Finley. Denard Wilson, Eagles defensive backs coach, joins us at noon. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here. We all have our systems when we bet, from picking the perfect upset to com- combing through injury reports the night before the game. But there's one thing every better should include in their system. The responsible gaming tools available on FanDuel Sportsbook. These tools help you play, keep your play in check and under control. Tools like time limits, so you don't unknowingly spend more time on the app than you intended. Wager limits, to help prevent from you from betting more than you should. 
and you can even take a timeout, which pauses your account for as long as you may need. FanDuel wants every better's experience to be about fun and entertainment. So visit FanDuel.com slash PlayWell and make responsible gaming tools a part of your system. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1067 The Fan. You have to be 21 years older, President of Virginia, and gambling problem? Call 1-800. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Gambler. B. Mitch and Finley, 106.7 The Fan. A lot of excitement building up out here in the desert for the Super Bowl this coming week. I was stunned, uh... These folks from Bet Online send me these maps that people in our area are rooting for the Eagles. I want to get into that a little later. Just who are people rooting for? Because I know who I am not rooting for. Um, but I wanted to hear – I want Brian to hear – we played this yesterday, and, and I don't want to influence the – I don't want to – I'm just going to let you hear it. This is Stephen A. Smith and Jay Williams, who used the, to be Jason Williams. Jason, the Duke The Duke, yeah. yeah. I don't like him anyway. Well, um, <laughs> I'm not sure Stephen A. does either. This is the two of them from one of those shows where they all yell at each other. Uh, let's hear it, Landfill. Did I Bridget, Bridget Kyrie Irving last week before he demanded a trade? We were talking football. How many times have I mentioned Kyrie Irving over the last few I don't weeks? Seem to, I don't seem to be the one being triggered right now. Well, it's, I'm always triggered. No, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you are not. Okay. I've seen you. No, I no, watch no your problem. show every so, day. So what right, do you, are I we work talking with about you. Kyrie or is this personal? It, it, it seems it, personal. I don't want it to be personal. What seems personal? No. It seems personal for you. For me with Kyrie? Yes. You One million people, percent. You of all people with all the interest you have got the nerve to sit here in national television and tell me I'm getting personal with a player? I don't lose no sleep. I didn't say you lose I sleep. I don't lose any sleep over Kyrie. I didn't Kyrie say you lose or, sleep. I'm, I'm passionate about the subjects I'm passionate about. I don't accuse you of getting personal when you take the. You have accused me of getting personal. Oh my God! You have, Stephen right. A. Can, can I go on the court? I'm gonna leave it. Can I go on the court real quick? Because I'd like to. Because when we started off, we both got a lot to say. All right, all right. You, you do? Yeah, you do. Okay, Just say guys, it, Jay. Can no. I? Can Just I? Say it, Jay. I'm not in here for that. I'm not in here. For Just that. say it, Jay. I'm on your show. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. What do you make of that? I make that Stephen makes ten million dollars a year. Jay's not making ten million dollars, and that player now. Uh, it's been flipped on him, and he has a problem with Stephen A. because he understands that in that business right there, yelling A has become the the, the main dude. You have to take a back seat to him because normally guys tell the 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 the, the, the person who's covering the sport, "Oh, you haven't played. Right. You don't do this. You don't do that." But Stephen A. is the guy that they're trying to reach. And they were talking about something in a break that totally, Jason, right? Jason wouldn't bring to the air. And, and I think Stephen A. was like, say what you got to say. Because Jason won't say. See, the player still has that level of trust and, and, and whatever with, with players where I can't say certain things. Stephen know he said something that he probably can't say and wanted him to say it because – He's sitting up here with the Kyrie thing trying to make it 
more about, well, Stephen A. just don't like Kyrie. If you do like Kyrie and you don't have a problem with what he's done as of late, then something is wrong with you. Okay? Right. So Stephen is like, hold on. Say what you said off the mic. A hundred percent. It feels <laughs> like. Because yes. you and I have been in those situations. Like, there's stuff you know and, and hear and see that you cannot address on air. Yeah. But you can't then front like, oh, what are you talking about? How are you going at it like this? If, if I had to guess, Williams and Kyrie probably have some level of relationship. They're both Dukies. They're both point guards. Like, I, I don't know. I'm guessing. But there's reason to believe that, right? And – Maybe he, maybe he feels Kyrie's gotten a raw deal. I don't know how anyone could feel that way, but maybe that's how he feels. And or maybe he's saying stuff about Kyrie that he knows that and he don't want to bring to the airways, and he said it to Steven in the break. Here, it, and Steven, like, now you're going to sit up here and try to flip it on me when you already told me what you really feel? Well, and, dude, I remember having a conversation. When I broke the news that Bruce Allen was getting fired, right, I remember having a conversation with somebody that night who was like a national NFL reporter, and they're like, they're, and they're like, well, now you're in it. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, it's easy to know stuff. It's another thing to say it because then everybody knows that you said it. And if you're wrong, everybody knows you're wrong, mm-hmm. right? And and to me, Stephen A. Right or wrong is willing to say what he believes, and Jay Williams is trying to hold back and still get the better, still believe that he's getting the better end of the argument. And you can't have it both ways yeah. like that. See, I've always been a person where when I believe in something, I can care less what someone thinks. Right. If I know something, I can care less what you think. I will say what I truly believe in, and I will defend what I believe in. I, it could be me against the world, it, just like Pac. And I will, I will sit there and argue for my point because this is what I believe in. And if I know a fact, you could look me right in my eyes and say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'll be like, well, damn it, you know what? I do. And I will go through all hell and high water to prove that I know it. What Jason was trying to do is make Steven seem like, oh, you're getting personal about it now. You know why? Because Jason could not say what he believed or what he feels publicly. Totally. And then that's a bunch that, that's a bunch of crap. That technique me. where you're like, oh, are you upset? I hate that. I hate that. Because all you're doing I have problems with what Steven does sometimes, but I can tell you one thing I, I don't have a problem with. Dude will fight for what he believes in, no matter who goes with him. Hell yeah. And you have to believe in the and look, ultimately you could dislike him. But you have to respect the fact that dude will go out on a limb by himself and don't need nobody else to go with him. A guy like that, you want in your corner. You know another guy you want in your corner? Who's that? A former DeMatha Stag, a former Maryland Terrapin, a former Washington Redskin for a brief period of time, and the current defensive backs coach for the Philadelphia Eagles as well as their defensive passing game Coordinator Denard Wilson joins the program when we return. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.